The sounds of woodlands can be wonderful. So the next time you're out in your local trees, we would love you to record 60 seconds of sounds on your phone to send to us as part of the Your Forest project. In asking you to do that, we know that for lots of people and for lots of reasons, access to woods and the outdoors more generally has been difficult. This is Rianne Fatanukan, founder of the Black Girls Hike organisation. So Black Girls Hike is a safe space that I created for black women to reconnect with the outdoors. So it's about us. We basically do group hikes um, all over the country and we do other outdoor activities as well. As like a young black girl growing up, I never saw anyone that looked like me doing hiking and it was never something that was kind of like advertised to me as, you know, this is something that you could be doing. So the idea behind the group was to basically put it on people's radars and let them know that, you know, this is something that we can be doing and the outdoors is for everyone to enjoy. And there are a lot of barriers to accessing the outdoors and they are quite complex ones, but... The main reason that I think is it's racism, isn't it? And I'd always be in the park and the woods when I was younger, but I think it's only as you get older that you get you become more conscious of racism and how it can manifest. And I think that's where the disconnects can come. You basically deal with hostility in every single walk of life in the UK as a black person. And I think those historical attitudes of the outdoors being seen as places where you know you might experience hostility, I think they get passed down through families. My name's Maya Rose Craig and I'm an 18-year-old environmental activist and campaigner. Um, So I do lots of work to do with, I suppose, making natural spaces and making the nature sector in the UK more diverse, basically, and more, uh, I suppose, accepting. So Black to Nature is my organisation where I'm basically working with minority ethnic kids and I'm running nature camps for them and I've been doing that for about five years now and especially as someone who is half Bangladeshi and has a lot of Bangladeshi family it felt really upsetting that so many other kids just weren't getting those opportunities and I really wanted to do something to change that. I think in terms of the communities that I work with specifically there's a lot of issues there as well and it's a really broad range there's things like Just the fact that a lot of people from minority ethnic communities have a really cultural fear of dogs or the fact that a lot of people in these communities just don't have suitable clothes for going outdoors, basically. So, you know, really broad systemic issues like the fact that a lot of people feel like the countryside is very white and very elitist and like they're not welcome there. And those really are some of the barriers we're trying to break down in our camps because it's really difficult to, you know, break those preconceptions, especially when they're not entirely false. And according to Rianne, there are other barriers in place that might put some people off the idea of spending time in green spaces. It's a class thing as well. Having a pastime and having a hobby, it actually used to be a privilege. It wasn't something that was afforded to everybody. So it comes down to whether or not people have, you know, the, the resources to go out into green spaces, basically. And I'm not just talking like the middle of the countryside. I mean, to go out to green spaces, you know, if they have enough time, enough energy, enough money access to nature and green space has become a privilege and is increasingly going in that direction which I think is really upsetting actually. It honestly comes down to making green spaces feel approachable and feel pleasant basically for people to spend time in. Things like there just being information that people can find really easily online about the closest bit of countryside, the closest easy walk or even, honestly, more transport links where you don't need cars that aren't ridiculously expensive. 
Beth Kelsall from City of Trees Community Forest in Greater Manchester agrees that making woodlands less threatening spaces is crucial if we're to improve access for all. Yeah, I think woodlands in urban settings have often been a bit underloved or not cared for, so they become sites of danger for the community or, you know, like a bit, they're just uneasy about them in general. So, you know, there are areas that sometimes are fly tips, people sometimes like fires in them. So it might be that children from a young age are being being told not to go there because it might be dangerous. But we found that we can change that. We've been working on a number of woodlands in Withenshaw, We've engaged a local school. There's a fantastic group that work in the area called Withenshaw Waste Warriors that have been fantastic on clearing litter, amongst other things. And people actually feel much more comfortable walking through that woodland now, we find. And, you know, simple things like removing the lower canopies of the trees that sight lines are increased going through has made people feel more safe. Another issue, I think, is, you know, we live in a generation where there's so many different activities that children can do in terms of technology etc that we're seeing like this real disconnect of like a couple of generations of young adults now where they've never had a connection with nature and it's much harder to introduce that at a later age so yeah there's there's a whole range of issues really that I guess cause barriers to people accessing these but I think you know the vast majority of them can be easily overcome if you really concentrate in certain areas, but changing that as a general population is obviously much harder. I think one thing in East Yorkshire, we are uh, across the city and and the county, we're the least wooded part of England. And uh, as a consequence, perhaps what we lack locally is a bit of a woodland culture. It isn't instinctive for people to spend a day in the woods um, in the way it is in other parts of the country. In order to overcome that lack of woodland culture, Stephen Robinson from Haywards Community Forest says there's nothing to beat the engagement that comes from getting people to plant trees themselves. One of the good things, again, with tree planting is it's something that everyone can be involved in. And I think when people do take that responsibility, it does empower them, uh, also gives them a bit of ownership about what's created. A really good example, a school very much next to the M62, you can hear it rumbling along in the background. And the opportunity arose for us to work directly with the school, uh, I think we planted around about three and a half thousand trees. The head teacher at the school was so enthusiastic about it. Every kid at the school, every member of staff, uh, all were out there helping us to plant the trees. There was a, a time when all of the dinner ladies came across and planted a tree. I'm not necessarily sure they were entirely enthusiastic at first, but I think they enjoyed it. And I think that's one of the things with tree planting is that it is something everyone can get involved in. And that's true no matter how great or small the woodland. Louise Hartley is from Earthwatch, whose tiny forest project sees areas no bigger than a tennis court planted up with trees. If people have planted the trees and then they're monitoring them and really seeing how they're growing, that they uh, build that investment into the forest. And in addition to the planting and the monitoring days that we run, we also look to set up uh, what we call a keeper team. So that is four to five local volunteers that are the ambassadors of the forest and they take particular care of it and take observations from the forest to make sure that the the forest is thriving. So they'll support with things like watering, litter picking, weeding. Um, So we're, we're in the process of building up those groups as well for all of the forests that we're planting. For those who struggle to access forests because of disability, the videos created by the team at Thames Chase Community Forest are really important. This is their fundraising manager, Jenny Pettikin. 
we've got um, a adapted bathroom which has a changing table and all that kind of thing and we've got wide flat accessible paths which make it really really easy to visit if you do have a disability I'm disabled myself and find it really really easy to get around there and I also love using the adapted cycles during the spring and summer um, they've opened up a world of cycling to me that I haven't been able to do in five years So that's great, but that's also why we wanted to make these virtual videos, not just for lockdown, because we know that for some people, lockdown is their reality, um, and it has been for me in the past. So being able to create these videos and make sure that people who are isolated throughout their lives are still able to access those green spaces when they might not be able to get there physically for whatever reason. And I think it's so important to be able to reach the outside world when you're in that situation. I'm Brian Legg, and I'm a volunteer for the Woodland Trust's Hartwood Forest near St Albans. We do have a an all-ability path, and that means that uh, wheelchairs or uh, pushchairs for children can be moved around that area of the site and old people can walk, walk, even at the moment when there's a lot of mud everywhere. There's nothing nicer really than in the summer seeing the families with the children running around chasing the butterflies or picking a few of the wildflowers. In a way, it's the sort of countryside that I enjoyed when I was a young lad and there were fields that we could go and run in. And I think it would be very sad if we were to lose that. The Your Forest Project is supported by the Audio Content Fund. And you can upload your forest recording from your local wood, park or forest at wildrumpus.org.uk forward slash your forest or go to the Wild Rumpus homepage.